bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, and now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Yes, it is, and here we are, the Modern Eater Show, live on iHeartRadio. Brian Freeman, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Little Rich Snyder, Kenyon George, Dave Avery off tonight, Amber Strohauer alongside of us, and let's go right to the kitchen. Full value, check it out, themoderneater.com. We have Chef Chris Starkis, formerly uh, Urban Farmer, now Lost to Frost. Good to see you. What's going on in the chef in the kitchen tonight? Chef? We got some marinated flank steak going on with some uh, roasted mushrooms from, uh, of course, Brian. It grows organic, and um, some fingerling potatoes. And then, lastly, we have some uh, potatoes we're cooking for some gnocchi from uh, our local farmers here as well. Oh, got a lot to do. Yeah, per- perfection is how I describe you, chef. <laughs> Thank I, you. I mean, you really you come so prepared. Um, for us, when we have chefs into the kitchen, we've tasted a lot of cuisines. You, you put out the best stuff that we've had. Thank you. But you're very uh, sourcing is big for you as well. 100%. And sustainability. Yeah. yeah. Going towards Boss to Frost, Urban Farmer, what's the change? So the change is basically a pivot to being an eco-entrepreneur and being able to, to spread sustainability to more than just one restaurant. We did it really well at Urban Farmer, um, and we can always expand from there. So I was able to beta test Bosti Frost for over a year in the kitchen um, and then just really fell in love with it and knew that you know a thawing waste stream in kitchens is something that every kitchen, large and small, has. And so Bosti Frost is basically an NSF-certified water conservation appliance um, that mimics the USDA's cold water thawing method. And so by doing that, you can use 98.5% less water in your kitchen. So not only are you saving water, saving your time and money. Um, we put this in here about about a two-pound piece, what, a pound and a half, about 20, 30 minutes ago. And it r- runs about 1,000 liters an hour. And so basically, this will be done in another 20 minutes, ready to go. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot about Boss to Frost here at the 630, right here on 630 K-How and iHeart Radio Station. In the meantime, in the kitchen, on the Yoder Grill, provided by Proud Souls. First of all, Chef, when you came in and picked uh, uh, what you wanted to cook on tonight, what do you think of this Yoder smoker? I think it's great, man. I think, yeah, no, I like being able to cook on two different sides here. Like you said, I got mushrooms going. I got growing off beef so I can finish it in the oven. It's great to have a couple different layers of uh, cooking areas when you're doing it. You know, I love it. You can get it all done and fast. kind of reminds me when I was, like, on Chopped back in the day, like, going and faster, you know. So, no, it's good. That, that Yoder smoker yeah. is truly one of the nicest cooking utensils that we have in the, in the kitchen. Here. We have the ranch here with us tonight. Yes, Boot Hill 7 Ranch is here, uh, Andrew and Kelly, and so they're basically coming down from Lusk, Wyoming, and uh, we're cooking their beef is what you see here. Um, so we have some of their flank and some tenderloin um, and some of their summer sausage as well. So good. Amber yeah. Strohauer. We have your petit- what, do, what do we have from Amber from Strohauer Farms? We have Idaho potatoes. Um, heirloom fingerling potatoes and uh, shallots. Jump in right now. Chris, I oh. potatoes. <laughs> Colorado potatoes. <laughs> Isn't that so funny, Amber? Because that's like, it's everyone refers yes, that to that. Yes, that is horrible. I know. The Idaho baker be thinking that a russet, like that w- it really Idaho. truly comes from, yeah, Idaho. Best marketing I, team ever. I know. Isn't that, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. So, you know. How, how do we change that? <sighs> We need something, like, specific to Colorado. 
We don't really have anything. I know. Isn't it weird? And, like, what yeah. I think, our Latonas and the Yukons are some of the best. I and that no one knows about. I mean, you know, because we just call them yellows or yeah. golds. I mean, uh so it, that's one of the interesting things, though, about potatoes and the names that we give them. I know. I even fall into that trap because I'll pretty much call all yellows Yukons. Mm, uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just. The trap. The it's a trap. trap. I know. It um, is. Strohauer Farms. Talk about Strohauer Farms for a minute. You've been on the show a few times. Well, I always think it's interesting because you go beyond that when you think Colorado potatoes, you think of the San Luis Valley. I know. I know. And then they there's Strohauer so Farms. Though. You're in the San Luis Valley, aren't you? Oh, I mean, no, I know. we're the like only one that's not really. Well, nope. but you guys take advantage. I mean, one of the things we that do. I thought your dad was genius. Well, and it, it it goes even back further than your dad, doesn't it? I mean, or is, is Harry the first generation? Well, we're technically fourth generation because we've been growing potatoes in that area. Wife, yeah. But yeah. Um, it it really started with my dad. So Chris is trying to get a hold of his wife. <laughs> your wife's going to be on in the next segment, right, Chris? <laughs> That's my uh, my hope and wish. Yes, she's got the kids. The yeah, kids, the Starkus family. Stuff. Yes, yeah. But, she, uh, farmers, right? What's that? Were you listening to a conversation with Amber where her farm is? No. Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. You're cooking in the kitchen. Yeah, I keep cooking. That's Not in Idaho is what I heard. Food. Not in Idaho is what I heard. Yes. You know, you do have russets though. So. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that too. I, I'm sorry. That's, that's horrible. No, no. Everybody, everybody does it. So, Amber, hey, it's Jay. Amber and I were just talking about that on the phone the other day, weren't we? Where I said, yeah. uh, he I said it. What, Jay said I it. Said, of is, all people, what, what, we have had this discussion here. What did I say? You called them Idaho russets. You're like, can you bring some Idaho russets? I don't think that was me. That was you, Jay. Was it me? <laughs> what were you going to say? He just stops. <laughs> He's like, okay, I am done. Why did I? It's like, yes. Yeah, something wrong. <laughs> So Amber, well, where's your but, farm? But side note, I'm super excited to be here with Chris because I've been wanting to meet you, number one, but to try your food because I'm obs- I was obsessed with Urban Farmer when you were oh, there. Thank you. So this thank is you. exciting for me. Thanks for providing the produce though. I think it's awesome, you know, and like I want you to meet my wife later on as as female farmers. I think it's a great great thing, you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. Love well, it. what's so cool is his new gig with Boss Frost yeah. so ties into his sustainability yeah. and what Chris has been working on for so long. I mean, he had the bees that. on top of on top of Oxford as yeah. well as the other places that you've yeah. been. Yeah. Um, you know, and then he has his own beehive at his farm as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so much he was growing mushrooms down in the basement. Okay. So yeah. I thought that for some reason, I don't know where I heard that, maybe on your interview with the farm report, you might have talked about it. I don't know. But didn't you do something more with mushrooms? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> from a That's farming, a from yeah. a farming <laughs> perspective. You mean in in the restaurant? In, in the restaurant, we did the mushrooms down downstairs, but at the farm, no, total, no, totally just bees, chickens. Those are our eggs here tonight, um, and then we would grow all the produce for the for the restaurant as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, that's awesome. I kind of feel like I need to clear all of this up. So, Amber Strohauer, Strohauer's farm. You guys have a potato farm, right? But you do more yes. than potatoes. What do you do on the farm? And where is it at? I've been asking you. Where's your sorry, farm? Sorry, we're an hour north of here, so La super Salle. close. I live here a, a in town, Denver yeah. and commute. La Salle. You don't know LaSalle. Yeah. yeah. LaSalle shallots is how I like to promote our shallots. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we do onions. Onions and potatoes. 
onions and potatoes. Perfect. And uh, Chris Starkis, you have a farm that you and your wife homestead on. Yes. So Lost Creek Micro Farm is a quarter-acre farm next to our house. Uh, We have about 15 chickens, uh, five beehives, um, and then we grow everything from seed from there. So um, a lot of the focus was growing for the restaurant directly. I wanted to be able to get some esoteric ingredients that um, just... I felt as though we're a little more interesting that I know that certain farms can't mass produce. You know what I mean? There is a business element there, as you know. So um, some of the, just some fun herbs I think we grew last year was like uh, oyster leaf, uh, salad burnets, um, and lovage. And so those are actually, we'll try later on, some of the beers that we made with uh, Andrew at Intrepid Sojourner as well, kind of just highlighting some of those ingredients. Um, because as chefs, I think that we're always looking for something, something new, something more cutting edge just to play with and taste because we do have so much coming our way. Um, and so anytime we could layer in ingredients like that and speak to our guests about the ama- like why they're amazing, why you should try something new, um, or even in your own garden was kind of an impetus for me. Cool. Let's do this. Instead of rushing your wife in here because she's scheduled for the next segment, sure. let's get the ranch in here. Yeah. Let's talk to the ranch next, right? Okay. We'll get in. We'll t- test out some of the steak. It's delicious. The smell over here is fantastic. Yeah, we'll get them in And here. some of the things they're doing is so innovative at that ranch as well. They're out of Wyoming, so there are neighbors up north. Yep, Where are Lusk, they from in, in Lusk, Wyoming? Lusk, Wyoming. Yep, about four and a half hours away. I've, I've luckily had the privilege of visiting a number of times during the process of just understanding uh, – how they breed, how they feed, what the, you know, their ethos, and of course, just getting the kids involved, understanding branding, why they do it. Um, and we talked a little bit earlier about the um, uh, ultrasounding of the cows as well. I want to talk yeah. about that. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay, let's do this. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll put off uh, Diana Starkis for the uh, 645 yeah. segment. In the meantime and in between time, Boot Heel 7 Ranch. They'll come up next. I love talking cattle. And I think we have just a, uh, a great state and a plethora Give my wife of late. great <laughs> ranches. So we'll uh, send it away to Little Rich and a Little Rich Corner. It's crazy here tonight in uh, Studio Kitchen, Colorado. We'll take that break and we'll come right back to uh, the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Like, She's like freaking I'm like, we're talking at 615. So, she, yeah. We know what we're doing around here. What a great f- opening segment. And look, what I've, sure got, I've got my friend Nadine from Idle Wild Spirits Hello. up in Winter Park. Yes, hi. Thanks for coming down. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for having us. We're so excited to be back. This is actually our third time on the show. You're an old pro at this now. Yes, yes definitely, definitely. So uh, we're going to do a little teaser here for our viewers because I want them to stay in tune. What did uh, you bring tonight? Yeah, so tonight in the studio we're actually pouring one of our uh, cla- our cocktails from up in the distillery pub, uh, the Harvest Nights cocktail, like and it has our rye whiskey but also our coffee that liqueur that we make in-house you know I mean? as with all of our other spirits. So we're yeah. really excited to show you guys one of our newer products tonight, the coffee liqueur, and get everybody, you know, feeling good with our cocktail. So, okay, coffee liqueur, does that mean I can have this with my morning breakfast? Why not, Rich? I mean, come on, let's get real. You know, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning, is what I say. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Great one, great one. Hey, we're going to take a little off-ramp here. We've got some words from some of our sponsors, Ewing Levitt, Brews, Beers, Growers, Organic, and The Spice Guy, coming up right up. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Everybody needs insurance, but do you have the insurance you need? When we opened Studio Kitchen Colorado, home of the modern eater, we had no idea what insurance we needed. We didn't even know where to begin. Times like that, I turned to the experts. Our insurance expert, Brian Brenning with the Ewing Levitt Agency. Brian makes the coverage discovery process easy and seamless. Here's what you can expect from Brian and the team at Ewing Levitt. The absolute safest coverage, fair, low rates, quick response time, and honest, straightforward service. I've been in business 40 years. I trust Brian Brenning and Ewing Levitt Agency. He's not just an insurance expert. He's my friend. Make him your friend and expert, too, by calling the Ewing Levitt Agency today, 970-679-7374. For the best and most reliable insurance coverage. That's 970-679-7374. It's the Ewing Levitt Agency. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers, Denver's award-winning Belgian-style brewery. I am very pleased to tell you that our new tap room at Colfax and York in Congress Park is now open, and it is a unique experience. It's close to great restaurants, has a big sunny patio for warmer days, will feature live music, and it has a very cool contemporary Belgian-style bar and tap room. To celebrate our second location, we have 18 beers on tap, including several limited-edition sour and barrel-aged beers. For some holiday good cheer, try our figgy pudding and our unique champagne beer, Brut Le Grand. Check it all out on our website, brewsbeers.com. That's Bruce, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 67th and Pecos, and now open in Congress Park at Colfax in York. Join us this week at either location for some serious Belgian-style badassery. Hey, Colorado. This is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from the Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At the Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients. Or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose the Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of Four My Brother Luck and Lucky Dumpling. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome back to the show, the Modern Eater Show, live on iHeartRadio. It's popping off in the kitchen tonight, Brian. you got to admit it. The food is so good. Oh, the food right. is great. Really uh, Chef Chris Starkis, formerly known from Urban Farmer and now Boss Defrost. What? Everybody, why? What? In, this great chef, and now he's repping? Or Well, no, it's all about the sustainability I thing, man. It. I really think I that know. he's 630, he's, we're sticking to, yeah, he's sticking to what he believes. If you're uh, listening to us on iHeartRadio, 630 k pop on over to themoderneater.com. Uh, not only are you going to find a bunch of great articles from previous shows, broken out segments, uh, podcast form, video form, but you'll also be able to see a, a, a way to watch this live right now. And uh, like us on YouTube, Brian. Have you done that yet? No, you haven't because I checked. 
I'm not a subscriber to my own show. <laughs> no, you're not. That's <laughs> interesting. Good job, Brian. Yeah. So uh, don't be Brian. Subscribe be Brian. to the Modern Eater Show. Amber Strohauer continues with us from Strohauer Farms. All right, I want to do this. Amber, go over there. See where it says uh, 645? Yes. We're pushing it up now. Introduce our guests. Introduce? Yeah. I like it. All right. Well, um, we're going to be talking about beef. Yes, we are. Which, other than potatoes, that's my next favorite thing. <laughs> so we've got uh, Kelly and Andrew with us. Yes. Hi, you guys. Thank you. <laughs> and it's Boot Heel, Boot Heel, Boot Heel 7 Ranch. It's not even that hard to say. I just destroyed got it. Boot yep. Heel 7 Ranch. In uh, Wyoming, correct? Yes, that's ma'am. right. Yep. All right. <laughs> but your, your transplants, there's something in Parker as well, which makes you local. The city half That's of the right. family's here. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> the yeah. city half of the family. I like so we that. have our ranching half of the family out in Lusk, in Lusk Wyoming. Um, and then we're the city half of the family located out of Parker, Colorado, um, which is a great setup because it allows us to kind of control the whole process of our business, everything from birth to butcher, essentially, we do ourselves. So. Nice. Yeah, love that. <laughs> Ooh, and speaking Ooh, of, look at that. Yeah. I just had a taste of the summer sausage. That was awesome. Good. And now we have a flank steak. Is that right, Chris? Or what do we got here? Chris, what do we cook? Or what did you cook up here? So we got the flat iron. Or sorry. Jeez, flank steak um, tonight with um, some mushrooms. And then, of course, we're going to get a gnocchi here. But from Boo Hill 7, we have their tenderloin, which you can see right here. And then um, flank steak. But You didn't cut it up for us. Yeah. I know. I'm excited to try this. All right. Let's do it. Come on over. You're, you're, yeah, you're mobile. You can come over here. Okay. You, yeah, I'll get up. You can hang out anywhere, anywhere you want to, Chef. Uh, talk about the ranch itself. So Boot Heel 7. I'm trying to get that square in my head. I know you're our neighbor to the north, but where in Wyoming? I haven't heard of where. Uh, stri- straight north of Cheyenne, two and a half hours. Two and a half. So you're pretty well up north then. It, yes. So right where South Dakota, Nebraska, and Wyoming all come together. We're just on the Wyoming side of the line there. Gotcha. Okay, so north, north uh, east then. So away from the Tetons. Yep. Other side of the state. Gotcha. Yep. I digress. Cool. So the great for uh, cattle ranching, right? Yep. A lot of pastures. So what? Talk about the ranch itself. Uh, we've been around for a hundred years. Well, over a hundred years Centennial now. Centennial Ranch, fantastic. Yep, 1916. It all started. I think it was uh, the spring of 16. Uh, Great Granddad walked over from a small Catholic community in Nebraska, which was just on the other side of the line, and they stopped there, and the rest is history. We've been so there granddad, ever since. Great Granddad walked over the line. <laughs> Put up, just put a flag down. So homestead. Where they were well, the homestead. homestead. You know, you got yeah. a 640, and then they could sure. go, you know, past that. I love it. They so. always tell a story about great-granddad lived in a mud soddy at the ranch. That was uh-huh. the first building on the ranch. That's right. <laughs> wow. Look at this right And here. so you were able to keep Ooh. it in the family that long. See, that's what always amazes me. Sometimes the kids are like, I'm not into this, or I want to go do something else, or I'm going to be an engineer. And, and you know, the ranches or the farms kind of just take care of themselves and go away but uh just like strohauer farm you guys have found a way to keep it in the family for years and years and yep. you, you're into it huh yep so my oldest brother's an attorney in cheyenne and then uh my middle brother and i i'm the youngest of three we're we're both there how so. many acres are you guys on now oh too many <laughs> uh, sitting on a lot of acres? it's big yeah gotcha. so 300 head i heard somewhere 
Well, we three thousand. What do you got? <laughs> a couple thousand cows there That's now. A lot. So yeah, good for you. What's what's the kind of the ethos of premium cuts? I know, but how are you selling? Is it direct to consumer? Is it through distribution? How are people eating this? Yeah, uh, so we're doing a couple um, couple different avenues right now. So. Um, our, first and foremost, our priority is always kind of selling to families. That's what we're passionate about. So we do direct sales to families. We do cow shares. We do sampler boxes. We do individual cuts. We do local deliveries all throughout Colorado, 12 different pickup points at least every other month. We just started doing online sales. Um, and we recently ventured out onto the food service side of things. So we're now um, – we're. We're in Urban Farmer. They take all <laughs> a lot of our really great cuts, like the New York ships. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yes, we're, we're in a lot of... Uh, so do you have the hamburger conundrum of like... I mean, <laughs> truly, when it's like, we all do. right, everybody yeah. has the premium cuts, and now we've got burgers. We eat burgers every day. night now, yeah. <laughs> days, right? Yeah, you need to get a good, yep. a good hamburger account, yep. right? Like a bad daddy's burger right. bar or something <laughs> like that. I find it interesting. We talk to a lot of ranches, and uh, I mean, and that's the deal is how do we bring it to market? The cattle share, that's one thing for, you know, you get four restaurants to say, all right, I'll take... I'll commit to that. This is what I'll commit to. Or um, the online ordering system, which is great. But you've got to have the different styles and the, and the story. Are you doing, like, um, grass-fed, grass-finished, grass-fed, corn-finished, corn-fed, corn-finished? I mean, where, what's your style? So it's all corn-finished beef. Uh, they, we just have some pasture bunks that we feed them in, so they got, you know, they got an entire pasture to themselves. I think we got 50 head in there right now, and... I think they're in a pasture just over 160 or 80 acres, so they still get a, they eat corn, which we think kind of flavors all the meat, and then, you know, in the afternoons, they can go graze and do what cattle do, and so it's a really nice, you know, touch where nobody's in their way, and they're not in a feed yard or anything like that. So they are on pasture their whole life. Yep. And then we just give them, it's kind of like a free choice, homegrown blend the last month or so before yep. they head to the butcher, which really takes the flavor to the next level because we know people want to know that they have cattle that are raised out in the wide open pasture. They're humanely raised. They're free to roam. Um, but they also want meat that tastes really, really good. So yeah. we feel like we have a good balance of both. No, I yeah. know it. I know for the longest yeah. time. Uh, you, you get some of these ranches to where, again, the other conundrum is we do so many great things. I mean, we practice organic. A lot right. of ranchers will say right. we, we don't have the certification, but we practice organic. And then here it comes to we bring it to the time of, well, do we sell it to auction or do we give it to the feedlot or how are we going to make the money off of this? Sticking to it from, what, what did you call it, from beginning? to end what you yeah, have a good birth to butcher butch- is what we say birth. we control yeah. every it's not step yeah. easy it's do. not yeah. how, did, how did you how did you stay the, the course so yeah. we've been um you know good meat sells I- anywhere so you sell to the big suppliers and they'll pay you a, a premium for good carcasses that hang on the rail you know so we've been we've fed a lot of our own cattle for several years now and Grandpa and Dad have, you know, really done a good job of how all the genetics and everything have worked at at the ranch. Um, so it's just been a. I've wanted to go this route since I left college, and we had an opportunity to take some some of the urban farmer guys out, 
and it just kind of blossomed into this where we are now. So. Andrew, let me go a little technical with you. You, you ultrasound your meat. Yes, sir. Tell us why. Uh, I love. So it. when we um, when we first got started, uh, the meat scientist at the University of Wyoming is a friend of ours, and he goes to county fairs all over the state, and they have a you know they have a special carcass class at, in 4-H that you know. Yeah, your steer heifer might have won won the show, but what's inside of what's yeah. un, what's under the hood? How's it going to eat? Yeah, what's under the hood might not be a whole lot. So we uh, when we started, we decided to uh, we didn't ever want to send product down here that wasn't you know at least you know there was a certain level. Be, so we actually have changed a lot of the practices at home now. Uh, we carcass ultrasound all of our heifer calves in the spring, right at March, before breeding time, and knock the bottom end off. And what it ultimately, I hope, will do is create cattle that are prime all the way through from top to bottom. So you can actually see the marbling. Yeah, so he Blows can. my mind. Yeah, That's yeah. fantastic. He can cool. tell us uh, ribeye size and the intermuscular fat, and then. There's some other stuff that he can do, but it's uh, it's not really necessary for what we're doing. We we really want to send something down. So everything that we feed is at least choice plus or prime. And that way it's never, ever, you know, when they get down to Urban Farmer and they start cutting steaks off a 50-pound rib, it, it's... It's very, very consistent. I you feel. You get that piece of equipment to the ranch, or am I? Just, I'm seeing. No, it's yeah. just Paddle. a little. It's just a little wand with a camera. No doubt. And he can set it right on his. We got a shed over our chute that we run him in, and he takes his clippers and clips there. It's in between there. I can't remember what rib it is. It's either 11th and 12th or 12th and 13th rib, and that's where you cut a carcass in half to get the grade. And he can measure all that, the size of the ribeye. And you can actually see it, and it, and it maps it all out, and it'll tell you the ribeye size per square inch per 100 pounds. So then there's, then there's a ribeye element Love there. That. that So we're not getting cattle with these little bitty ribeyes, you know. So it all, it all kind of comes together at the end. It's very, very cool. I want a big... Yeah. Oh, I was oh, going to say, no. a big part of that is also our genetics. We've got 100 years of herd genetics behind us, so uh, we consistently are able to provide. Between that and the ultrasounding, we're kind of consistently able to provide okay. a good product. So we've, bought in, so we've bought in bulls from a guy in Nebraska, and my cousin owns them now, T.D. Angus, and he's been doing carcass work for since the early 80s before it was really even a thing. And so... It's been real easy to buy, you know, herd bulls and herd sires for all these heifers that have really, really high carcass values. So we got high marbling, and, you know, the, they have a new test now that's a shear test, and that, that measures the tenderness of your meat. So you can have a steak that looks really good, but you might not be able to, you know, 
put a knife through it. I was worried about you, Andrew. Like, this is going to be a good interview, man. I think you could talk for four hours on yeah. this. You love it, don't you? I love that. This is Very fantastic. Now let's do some business. So folks out there, uh, and I know there's probably two things. So restaurant tours, restaurants listening. They might mm-hmm. say, oh, I want to taste some different type of beef here. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so they can head to our website, um, www.boothill7ranch.com. has all of our information um, for both wholesale food service customers who are interested in um, sampling our product and then also customers who are interested in um, trying it out at home. Yeah, so, yeah. same website. Same website. Yeah, our contact information is there. Um, they can email us directly at boothill7ranch at gmail.com for wholesale information. Um, and then customers who are interested can just go to the website. We have, uh, we just started shipping nationwide. We use dry ice, custom insulated liners, so it will arrive at your doorstep frozen. Um, we do a couple weekly specials that always ship free. Um, and we do everything from individual cuts, if you just want one ribeye or two ribeyes for a special occasion, all the way up to a half beef. Um, you got to stop doing that. You need to make it. You have to have hamburger. I know. This. You have to have <laughs> we, hamburger. You guys we, grinding a whole cow ever? <laughs> Just make it. Not no, yet. You don't nope. need to. <laughs> Our steaks are too good. Can't do that. <laughs> Can't do that. Nope. I know. You got to make it all sell, though. That's the thing. Uh, burger accounts. Get a hold of these guys. I think they have probably <laughs> freezers full of hamburger waiting for you. And it's all in one. The website again? Uh, boot heel, like the bottom of the boot. Mm-hmm. Boothheel7ranch.com. There it is. Yeah, Thank you, it. guys. Wow, I love that. Thanks, Chris, for introducing us to some new uh, friends here. And, and the flank was amazing. Was it good? Yeah, yes, it was really good. That's good. fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Um, what's next, Chris? Is your wife here? She's right there. There yeah. she yeah. is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> she has entered the house. <laughs> yeah. We'll come back. That's cool. Amber Strohauer is going to stick around from Strohauer Farms. Chris Starkis is going to come up to the table here with us with your wife, Diana. Yep. That's fantastic. We'll come back and talk more about Lost Creek Micro Farm yes, right here on the it. Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Wait, you, want, you want me to set up to do the gnocchi, right? That was a good, that was a great one. Oh, hi. Look, we've got tequila here. I've got my friend Lawrence from Suerte Tequila. Howdy, everybody. How you doing tonight? What would you bring tonight? I brought some Suerte Blanco, and we've got a Paloma going on in the corner over there. That's why everyone is so happy and, and just jovial over you there. You got it every time. Man, you got them, you got them getting juiced. Without a doubt. Now, you know, I'm going to be going down to Guadalajara in, in about uh, about three weeks. Should I, can I go look for where, where you're getting your agave? Let's, Absolutely. Let's We're an hour and a half east of Guadalajara yeah. in the highlands of Jalisco. Awesome. So how long have you been making suerte? Uh, for seven years. Because, I mean, do you, and then a lucky I don't number. need to do this Very right lucky now. Numbers. Then, lucky seven. Uh, I or tell you what, we've got I a teaser do. here. Okay. I want our viewers to stay and watch. Wait till you hear all you the great things that Lawrence is doing. It's amazing. So don't leave. Stay here, right? Go away. Don't go away. Stay here. We'll be right here. <laughs> we're getting we're getting juiced. Hey, we're going to have some words from our sponsors coming up. In this round, we've got The Goods, Mark Whistler, Arden Mills. we got a lot of stuff coming up with them. Fourth, we got Rebecca here and Aspen Baking. We'll be right back.
go out to eat, I not only want to eat delicious food and drinks, but I also want to eat where I know my money is going to a local restaurant that I believe in. I believe in The Goods Restaurant on Colfax and Mark Whistler. The Goods is a community restaurant and bar with a menu focusing on vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and keto options. Comfort food lovers, try the best burger on planet Earth. I love it. Eight ounces of grass-fed beef and never, ever any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. The Goods is truly a cultural melting pot, a family restaurant open to all. Their bar program is amazing. Saddle up at their long, luxurious bar, have a nice craft beer or a cocktail. Like their Facebook page and stay up on amazing events and specials going on throughout the week. Located on East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Across from East High School with free parking and a garage in back. Look them up online, thegoodsrestaurant.com. I'll see you at the goods. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and the Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. Taxes pay. 30 seconds till I read. If you're a business owner, I bet here. Dirty words made you cringe. Hi, I'm Rebecca Berry with Fourth, and I know growing and managing a business can seem overwhelming and just daunting at times. But at Fourth, we've got you covered. Fourth knows you want to take your business to the next level. Fourth was designed to. 15 seconds. You to free up your time and resources to do what you do best: grow and manage your business. Call me. Let's talk about how I can help. 720-436-8047. Rebecca with Fourth. Back to the show in just a second, but before we do that, it's some bread talk. It's time to talk bread and specifically Aspen Baking. AspenBaking.com, local bakery. It's baked fresh daily. There's no preservatives, no artificial coloring, no chemicals. And whether you're into hoagies, focaccias, ciabattas, baguettes, croissants, bear claws, lobster rolls, pound cakes, coffee cakes, or Brian Freeman. Wait, what's good with everything? bread. That's right. Catering also. <laughs> catering. If you want to cater your employees like uh, Brian Freeman does, then they're doing box lunches with delicious Rome sausage. Give them a shot. It's AspenBaking.com. We're coming back to the show in just a second. I'll say the website. We're going to talk with Chef, and we're going to talk with Amber Strohauer and Mac Marsh from uh, Boston Frost. It's AspenBaking.com. Hi, Michael Myers from Distillery 291. I'll say whatever you want me to say. <laughs> That'll get me in trouble. Ride it like you stole it, drink it like you own it. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. But not tonight. Michael Myers isn't here, but we have a couple of cool uh, distilleries. Yes, we do. Suerte Tequila and Idle Wild Spirits. Is it Suerte or Suerte? I don't know, Jay. Let's ask him. Where is the Yama Suerte? Suerte. Suerte. You say that nice, Jay. Suerte. Muchas gracias. As we continue. Uh, let's do this. Jay. Yes. How, how do you thaw something out at home? Just put it on the counter? That's what you do, don't you? <laughs> you really want to know how I do yeah. it? Uh, I put it in the refrigerator. Do you? I plan it ahead of time, like my pizza tonight. <laughs> Plan ahead. Took it whoa, 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 whoa! So low down, you have to you have to plan ahead and defrost a frozen pizza, <laughs> yeah. as no, opposed it, to just putting it in the oven. No, no, given my economic state, it used to be fresh pizza that I stole from my other job because there was a lot of it. I bagged it up 
and then I froze it. I've got a bunch of things in my freezer like that, and I use Safeway bags to freeze everything. Oh, Safeway. Lord. Wrap it up and just throw it right in there. How about uh, you've spent a lot of time in the kitchen, Jay? Yes, I have. And uh, restaurant kitchen? Mm-hmm. What, what method would you uh, generally see? You would see uh, putting it on in a sink and running water on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just and by health code standards, you can't throw it in a sink, like just with a sink of water, and and because that'll thaw it out too. If you don't put it in the walk-in and let time do its thing, which if you're defrosting something big is four days, then you throw it in a sink, but you have to have running water on it. So we go to a few restaurants every now and then. We do. When just this last week, we now we're noticing people's uh, defrosting methods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, well, but listen, it, it, listen uh, I'm, hear, I'm a tree hugger, uh, man. Okay. That just kills me because of the fact, I mean, listen, Hold on, we don't have enough water to grow, but first. we have enough water to defrost a piece of meat. Let's sink. talk about safety yes. first. Yeah. Jay, yeah. what did you see this week? So uh, we visited a spot, and they were defrosting fish in a hand sink. But I mean, that's and that's that totally makes sense. That's I mean, that's terrible. I mean, it really is right. But the but the big bigger <laughs> picture of of because it's like I don't care if it's in a hand sink. Or, and they looked know. frantic too. They were like, we need this thaw, you know, quickly. Yeah, but they were running water on it like yeah. you're supposed to. Not safe, which is nice. Is there a safe method? I don't even know the answer to these questions, but well, I want to go to the experts. Was, you asked them what you mean by safe. I don't know what you mean. Well, oh, you mean like uh, uh, yeah, the health you, of the food? Should you, well, running, should you well, run it under warm water ever? No. You're not hot so, water. Definitely not Why? hot water. How come? Oh, that I don't know. Okay. I just know what the health department has told Can me. Can we go to the experts? Wait, real quick. That's a thing. You shouldn't, like, thaw your meat out under hot oh, water. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> so, like, maybe botch a little Now I'm about to learn a lot. <laughs> Let's learn. Shall we go to school? Okay. <laughs> Mac Marsh, how are you? Yeah, so the reason why you don't defrost it. First of all, uh, tell me how you are. <laughs> so I'm great. Thanks for having us good on the show. See. Chris Starkis, how are you? I'm good, thank you. You made this switch, Boss Defrost now, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And, and we do have questions, right? We have a lot of questions, but hang on to those for a second. First of all, Boss Defrost, what is it? Matt? So it's a device that recirculates the water as you're defrosting food. So as you guys have noticed, in kitchens, what they use is known as a running water method. So essentially you're wasting thousands of gallons of water per day in a single restaurant. And this device here prevents that from happening. That's what got you, Chef. Correct. Yeah, we were able to beta test it at the restaurant for over a year. And, you know, it's one of those things that anytime you're talking about sustainability or any type of thing that you're trying to get yeah. people to subscribe to, it's got to make their life better, easier, faster, right? Otherwise, they're not going to use it. You know, I, the method I use all the time that I speak to is there's a sprayer. You guys have a sprayer and you're, you know, if it's a low flow one, your your idea to, to use less water is there. Yeah. But the pressure's not there. Someone's going to, like, take it off and not use it at all. So now you've taken something that was a good intention and doubled it to even worse. So that was also saying, hey, yes, we're, we're finding a solution for the cold water thawing method. But then is anybody actually going to use it? So then after I had met Mac, I said, hey, let me use it in the kitchen. And l let me see because I want to see if, yes, I'm the champion of sustainability, right, and I'm going to do it. But I know I use, use it? it. Yeah, but am I, am I going to use it? Are my cooks going to come to me and say, hey, Chris, can we? Can we, what is this thing? Let's use it. And so 
That's exactly what happened. It only took about three weeks to change the culture entirely. And you guys have been in the kitchen. Yeah. It's a big kitchen. I had 30 cooks there. So Seems like a no-brainer to me, Correct. first of all. Um, the recirculation. There's no sink here. This is not modern. You know, there's no plumbing underneath here. It's not this, magic. Yep, this water is just <laughs> retaining. It kind of reminds me of Jay's bath water because he recirculates his bath water. Okay. <laughs> you didn't what? know that about Jay. There's a filter yeah, right there. There's a lot I don't know about Jay. <laughs> Man, that's one thing. We, I, li- listen, I, I, I can't even take a bath because I'm like a porpoise in a little tiny bathtub that it doesn't even fit. What? So I don't run. Wa- I mean, I shower. Yeah. It kind of looks like that because my shower head's broken, so it's just a hole. <laughs> but, Jay, you invented Talk to Text. Yes, right? I did. Okay, uh, right. I invented Uber. Well, we We just didn't get to market in time. We were a decade behind. How come this hasn't been done, you guys? So I think the reason why it hasn't been done. Why, Mac? Is because there has been real no, up until now, conservation for water and the highlight of, like, um, climate change and stuff like that. So, like, 10 years ago, it probably wouldn't have been a good idea, and it wouldn't expand and explode like it is right now. Because there has been really no thought process behind it. People always think, you know, you turn on the sink and you have an endless flow of water. Well, that's not true. You know, like we you have don't? A, we have Man, an endless I, a limited. I live in a high rise in Cherry Creek. I turn it on, it comes out, and I turn it off, and it's always there for me. Well, he can't be helped. Are you sure? <laughs> He's way no. beyond. I am. Uh, I am completely on board with this. And all I look at is like, did you sure everything up before you went to market? Is there anything proprietary about this, or is it just as simple as I can go get like a fish tank pump, put it on a faucet, and just keep recirculating the water? So that's a good question. Yes, we did uh, get a patent before we brought it to market or did anything like that. So when we were starting out, um, you know, we didn't have that much money, but we bought a 3D printer. It kind of comes in like an Ikea package. I saw it. And you had to like put it together. And, you know, it took like a a couple days. And, you know, just for the base, for an example, that took eight hours to 3D print. But the beauty behind that was is like you had a vision in your head and you can actually put it. Um, into like a, you know a visual spectrum and feel it and and make sure it works and when we put it in the kitchen, um, you know there are obviously some kinks to work out, but the it's almost thawed, guys. Yep. Almost thawed. Yep. Right here, Amber. It's almost thawed. I Did mean, you know that? that was a well, wait, Mac. Mess. I got I got real technical questions for you because yeah. I, when I first looked at I looked at your online and I was doing some research on you guys and. You have a thermometer on it, so I thought, oh, does it have a heating element in it? Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, and it doesn't. As you as you continue to do more research, you find out it doesn't have a heating element. But how does it actually not, how does the water not get cold because of the ice? And then it's just putting cold water on. Yeah, on- so essentially you're supposed to defrost your water in um, a cold ice bath. Um, and if your temperature rises above 70 degrees, then it can leave the potential for microbial growth in your meat and contaminate your food. So the reason why we have the thermometer on our device is to really monitor the temperature of the water as you're defrosting to ensure your meat is safe while you're defrosting your food. Chef, why can't you use warm water? Yeah. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to have that microbial growth as well as it's going to color the you know whatever you're trying to defrost because it's going to start to cook it from the outside in versus thawing from the inside out which is what boss defrost does now the other part of the question that you you spoke about too is yes you have to have the right amount of water so like for instance this size um, container 
um, you know, doing a pound and a half tenderloin is perfectly correct for it. If you're doing a case of bones or chickens or shrimp, you're going to have a bigger vehicle to do that in. And the other part about Boston Frost is that you, you can free your sink. You don't have to do totally. it in a sink. Yeah. You know, if you've been in any kitchens, I know we were talking to Jay before, that is precious real estate that you don't always want to use for hours on end. So because your hand got, sink can be your hand sink again. Negative. <laughs> Negative. Um, but that's also the other part about it, too, is it's very portable. Um, and then, you know, it's NSF approved. So that's the other, uh, you know, other part of it, too, is that health department knows it can be taken apart, cleaned, put back together, sanitized, and, re- and used for the next use if need be. Well, and you jumped on what they wanted you, how they wanted you to be defrosting in a kitchen already. Correct. You just improved it. Correct. Essentially, yeah. It mimics a cold water running method. However, it prevents thousands of gallons being wasted per day in a kitchen. I love that. Is this available now? Amazing. 100%. Bossdefrost.com? Correct. I just want to be a part of this somehow, some way. Man, just, we said you. that the last time they were here in yeah. the kitchen. You know, where, Education. Let us yeah. help out with the education. Yeah. I do, think education do is. They make, do you make bigger ones, or do you plan on making bigger ones? In the future, yeah. We, we plan to make different iterations of what we have here today. Um, but you know, we got to start from somewhere. So this is a good device to really get it out there and really make a positive impact on the world around us. Mac, yeah, I got to congratulate him because there's nothing go on the web and look for meat defrosting. There is nothing out there. I mean, they tell you to do the method in the sink with the running water. They, then there's some weird plates and trays that (laughs) say they're going to warm up they i read articles that say oh throw it on marble countertop you have that in your back pocket the whole time (laughs) that's the entrepreneurial spirit i mean seriously (laughs) when i think of entrepreneurs i think of somebody that identifies something that is you find a solution and then bring it to market Mm. you brought this to fruition and i saw the prototype it's come a long ways this is really cool i think this should be in every kitchen across the world well thank you you so much and you know we are at Boston Frost huge fans of the Modern Eater. We watch you guys all the time. And just kind of part of our appreciation, we wanted to give you guys a Boston Frost so you can use it. Oh, oh, right. 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 Oh, hey, Jay, you so much, you, this is not for your bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, what's your fascination with me well, in the tub, just, man? Well, it's me. either you is using it, be- it for your bath or Rich hey. is using it for his jacuzzi. You one something. of these guys might you, steal you it you out of here. Some, you send somebody one video while you're bathing, and then for the rest of time, you have to hear about <laughs> That's it. That's right. Boston Correct. Yes, sir. All right. You're going to stick around. Your wife's coming up. Yes. Diana's going to be up next. And uh, Lost Creek Mark Micro Farm. I didn't put the O on there. I'm sorry about that. I don't know. I think I stroked out. Micro. Okay. okay. Micro Farm. Farm. I'll put the O in the during the break. We'll take a break. Come back. Richie's over there with uh, one of my favorites. He's the most interesting man in the world. His name's Andrew Moore. He's from Next Stop Brewing Company. And he's in the Little Rich Corner right now on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. You know, this segment with the Boss Defrost, I could have used one of those with some of the frigid dates I've had to defrost them. Maybe fill it with champagne or, or wine. Champagne sounds delicious. I, I tell you, I might have to get one of those myself. Hey, we've got our friend Andrew Moore, a, one of our favorites. Thanks Thank for you. coming back. Yeah. No, thanks for having me. What's new these days? What's uh, happening? Yeah, so we're staying busy. We're pushing all our cans out into liquor stores. Nice. And we're brewing some cool beers with some different partners. So Nice, nice. Next stop brewing. Next stop brewing. Bruco, yeah. Awesome. Where's that at? So we're on 925 West 8th Avenue um, in the Santa Fe Arts District. Yeah, just right across the highway. Oh, that's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. So I know you're going to be on later, and I want you guys to stay tuned. you got to see what Andrew brought today. 
Well, a little teaser, Andrew. What are you going to be showing? Yeah, on so the all table? the beers we brought today were brewed with ingredients from Lost Creek Micro Farm, who's coming up on the show in just a few minutes. That's an amazing connection. Jay weaves his magic and puts these things together. Yeah, it's, well, we're excited to be here and excited to showcase these beers. Oh, it's going to be awesome. And I see all the people around your your stuff. Holy cow, this is getting out of out of hand. Well, it's hey, party. I, I want you guys to stick around. We got some words from Gluten Free Things, Colorado Mills, Element Knife, and Proud Souls. We'll be back. Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler. Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your two minutes. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303-460-460. 4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pit masters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pit masters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls Retail Store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy Spices, and right. your flavored fuels for your pit like hickory mesquite. Can't, I can't do it at the end of the show, but this one I can do. And a variety of blends. Hit their way. No, I don't, I don't care, but people... People do. Barbecue classes. No, it is. Get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me now. This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy. <laughs> and now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Brought to you by... 
Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me all night long. Okay, three minutes of the... It's going to be a whirlwind right here, man. Right here. Bring it back to the kitchen right now, and we are in the kitchen. We've been tap dancing a little bit, but Diana Starkis, here you are with us. I am. I love it, Diana. And your husband here, Chris, (laughs) chef. Here you guys are. I'm fascinated. And Amber, you're actually a fan of their Instagram. Yeah, you guys have a great Instagram. (laughs) Thank you. And their uh, cat that I saw, is that seven? Seven, Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Seven. That's cool. He has equal parts mischief and just pure love. I love it. (laughs) Can you talk about the... uh, Lost Creek Microfarm, please. Sure. Um, so when we landed in Lakewood, we found this wonderful place where we have about a third of an acre next door to our house. And at first, I tilled about a third of it because I always have had some sort of large-ish garden. And um, the rest, I think, our son used to make, like, mountain bike jumps or something. Yeah. And then the next year, we just did the whole thing, and we started adding chickens and bees. And so now we've intensively farmed there for about three seasons and just had a lot of support from the Denver community um, in different ways that I never even expected. Oh, my God, I want to do an hour of talk radio with you so bad. (laughs) And here we are with just a few minutes. The impression that you leave on all of us, because I love farming, especially. Would you call it urban farming? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, would, too. Literally, we can walk out onto 20th and look down and see Sloan's Lake and then downtown Denver. It's That's what's amazing about this is just we're within a stone's throw of an urban area. I'm a balcony gardener. Yeah. Shows you how crazy yeah. I am. But that's Do what it. I have to work with, right? Yes, I mean, sure, so you yeah. take what you work with. Talk about that just for a minute of utilizing the land that you have. So the land that I have, it took me about, you know, four seasons to figure out where all of the sunlight falls and how the water water runs. And there's even, like, this nice little channel of clay that makes me absolutely crazy. It's, like, the bane of my existence. However, it helps us grow basil over there like anything or cilantro. So, you know, it's... um, it's just been something that's been an evolution. You know, it's a small piece of land, so we've intensively farmed for about three seasons, and now it's time to let it go fallow and rest the soil. So because we don't have a lot of acreage, there's some considerations to make that make it definitely urban. Oh, my God. And what you guys are doing with bees to kind of get the flora of the land right where you want it to be able to utilize this land for exactly what you want to. Yeah, it's like getting 50,000, 70,000 oh, best friends so. for a farmer. Yeah. I'm glad it's you're so here cool. with us like tonight, that. and your husband just shines. He oh, truly yeah. does. He's yeah. the Best. Uh, this is the first time we've had the opportunity to meet you. Amber's a friend, uh, uh, a fan of your Instagram. She's I, my new friend. You they should look at her Instagram too. <laughs> Strohauer Farms as well. Okay, guys, um, if you were to talk, yeah, Chris, yeah. you guys, one second here, <laughs> twenty seconds on. If you want to find out more information about the farm itself, because I think a lot of information you guys put out there. Well, you can find us on social media at Lost Creek Micro Farm, and then also at our website, which is the same, lostcreekmicrofarm.com. It's pretty simple, just like the farm. <laughs> you know, it's like put seeds in, water them, sun, just same thing. Absolutely. So, easy yep. to find us. Probably I love it. questions, too. Yeah. We could, sit, we could talk for hours. Unfortunately, we have to break. Great. We'll be right back on the other side. This is Denver's Talk Station with Ross Kaminsky in the morning. Dan Kaplis in the afternoon. That wasn't me. Okay, guys, Chris, Diana, come on over. Come on over. 
We're going to talk a lot more about the boss defrost. Yes. Man, I wish I had one of the things. That's like a jacuzzi for me. Hey, it really you is. You guys do. It really is. <laughs> Here, I'm going to have you guys come up a little bit more. Okay. Um, we're, we've got to do a little on-camera instructions. There's the camera right in there. So you can look at me or our viewers. Okay. Okay. Our viewers. So, uh, Chris, I mean, you've, you've been a friend of the show, a guest before. Yes. This is awesome. How, I, I want to ask, how did you get involved in this? How did you run across this? Well, I actually saw it on Instagram through Mac. Um, reached out to him. Aha! Uh -huh. Yeah. And said, hey, I, I want to check this out. I want to use it in the kitchen. Um, and so he came in. We worked on having it in the kitchen, and I was able to beta test it for uh, close to a year. Wow. Okay. So now I'm going to go backwards a little bit, Mac. How did you come up with this? So kind of a long story short, um, I was an engineer at a hotel, and every time I'd walk into the kitchen, I would see food being defrosted using the running water method, and it would waste thousands of gallons of water per day. And that's expensive, too. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, very and it's expensive. a huge water waste. And so I teamed up with Roger, our co-founder of Boston Frost, and we went through a couple different iterations of Boston Frost and finally landed on the product we have today, and we're really happy about it. It's awesome. It's Thank awesome. You. And so, uh, so you you discovered it, helped d build it, and develop it. Yeah. You ran across it. And now you're the one that's going to be doing the sales, correct? Correct. Okay. So he's the one answering the phone, answering the emails. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. And you're doing, Diana. You're doing the marketing. Hi. So yeah. Diana's the one making making the phone ring, making the emails come in. I'm getting the word out, and I'm awesome. also working with the organizations like the EPA and um, looking at different grant money for research around this because. Because the net positive that is potential for you know stopping this water waste could be really huge for our waterways and so even looking like at it in an on an environmental level but yeah I try to make the phone ring as often as possible <laughs> <laughs> well and, and you know what that's the that's the challenging part because I mean you've obviously got some great technology you can uh, and and I imagine it's a couple bucks but the payoff over the long haul it's got to be tremendous you know the awesome part is it is only three hundred dollars so that's it exactly that's the cost three hundred bucks three hundred bucks we want to make I didn't sure even know this was something that anybody could really be a part of because that's how big it is you know I'm gonna throw something out as a lot of restaurateurs and even a lot of food manufacturers don't realize how expensive the water is the water's cheap it's the sewage that's where they nail you. I used to have a $4,000 a month water sewer bill. So that would, you know, something in in that type of environment, that would be fantastic. And a great technology that it's launched here in Colorado. But, I mean, so who do you see your potential customers? Obviously, restaurants, hotels. Hotels, hospitals, kitchens, um, like uh, schools. Oh, my public God. schools. But you have to remember, too, is we also partnered with Boot Hill 7, who's here tonight, having defrosting in your house. And that's the cool part about Boston Frost being as small and mighty as it is, you can use it in your house and still get the benefits without having to be in a commercial kitchen. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, that's going to be incredible. Now, I heard you guys talking about there's a larger one coming. Yeah. Potentially. So, yeah. You know, definitely there's different iterations of it. This is the first device that we have. But um, as we progress and as we grow, we're going to come out with different variations of it, and we're excited to launch those out as they come. That's, I mean, that's just, that's that's powerful. And, I mean, you know, this state, we've all having to walk, be respectful of our natural resources. And water is a huge thing here in Colorado. I found out yesterday, I was over at Arden Mills, finding out about how farmers are getting water 
credits by growing certain types of crops. But something like this, this is really getting aggressive on helping someone save water. We agree. I'm really happy that you see the possibility for this positive change, and you can see how much water is saved. It's really like 98% less water that we're using. You're really only using a fraction of the water and doing the exact same thing, almost sometimes better, you know, because you're thawing your food from the inside out. And there's some other safety considerations, but I mean, there's money saving, there's the environmental aspect. It's really like a win, 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 win for everybody. You know, uh, honestly, as I'm sitting here digesting this, because I wasn't able to hear a lot of it because I'm doing my thing over here, but as I'm digesting this, you're seeing so many chefs now, they have to pick our, we have to pick our battles. And a lot, we're getting a lot more things coming in frozen. And so this is absolutely pointed in the right direction of what what's happening. I mean, you're you're talking convenience on bringing in frozen product. You're talking about saving water, saving money. Holy cow, you're on the right side of history on this. This will be a no-brainer. Okay, so I've drank the Kool-Aid. I've drank the Kool-Aid. I want to jump in the pool. So to speak, and no pun intended. How do I get in touch with you? How, how do okay? So you're doing the market. How do I get a hold of you? Who should we call? I'm guessing it's the the sales. Yes, you. Any of us are going to be happy. To <laughs> yes. My yes. email is chris at bostyfrost.com. You can reach out to me directly, or we have Instagram bostyfrost as well. All of our social media, um, and of course, bostyfrost.com. And of course, you can order one right now yeah. if you go to bostyfrost.com. So, like, is that one right there for sale? That yes. We'll auction this thing. We're gonna do it. Yeah, I know. I know. We gotta have you guys come down. I mean, we've got some some different guests coming down. That it would be it would be a tool to help them sell their foods. So I mean, this is awesome. Thank you. Oh my God, I, I'm really really impressed by that. You know what's nice too is that when it's running, it sounds like. A, like a, what, a, a fountain, like one of those little zen fountains. Yeah. It's very relaxing. I mean, hey, it's we awesome. can add that to the fourth win. It's, it's just awesome. relaxing. It's awesome. Hey, we're going to be right back. There was a six minutes. SafeBuyMonday.com. Monday.com tracks everything your colleagues are working on. We use it for all our projects, sales and marketing, product development, HR, and creative production. I love Monday.com because it's super easy to use and totally customizable. And that's something I couldn't find in any other project management tool. I can choose exactly what I want to see, project owners, statuses, deadlines, and that means more time for actual work. I tried managing everything we were doing with spreadsheets. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Now we're totally on time with all our deliverables, and that means happier customers. Just come to Monday.com. With Monday.com, you can filter through tasks, get breakdowns of work, and see highlights from across departments. Seriously, if you work with other people, you need to use Monday.com. Make those endless emails, texts, meetings, and missed deadlines a thing of the past. Start your free trial and invite your teammates. Just go to Monday.com. That's Monday.com. Denver's Talk Station. Available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. 630 How at iHeartRadio Station. The following is a paid advertisement. The opinions, viewpoints, and promises made during the following program are not those of KHOW, its staff, management, or parent company, iHeartMedia Incorporated. I'm on a bike to eat. It's time for the second course, hour number two of The Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. Your hosts. All right, we're coming in. Dave Parker and Brian Freeman. 
Yeah. All right, here we go. Boy, we've got a couple of guests. They want to jump right into it. I second, love, it. I love, I love this it. second I love hour it. of the Modern Eater Show right here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we implore you, if you want to watch this on video, you're listening on our uh, iHeart affiliate, 630KHOW, jump on over to themoderneater.com, and you can check out as we're, uh, what am I doing? What kind of face is that? I'm looking at. <laughs> That's a confused face. Like, you don't know where you are. It's terrible. Amber Strohauer continues with us, Strohauer Farms, and Rebecca Berry. Hey, guys. Huh? Great to be back. It's called 4th, but uh, well-known. So we're Hot Schedules now powered, powered by 4th. We had a merger, 20 years together in business, super exciting stuff. It's not as great as all the food that's being served here, excitement, but stuff that will protect your business to continue to allow you to serve this kind of meal. Wow. Right? It's, it's uh-huh. the back-of-the-house stuff that you need. It's everything Front you need. House, back of the house. Rebecca, you're kind of like my topic uh, generator. And whenever I say, Rebecca, what's hot right now? What should people know? Well, Can you jump in right yeah. now and just say, what is? what do people need to know service industry? Well, Greg, you know I'm always ready to jump in. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing right now is that we're looking at protecting liability and taxes. CYA, cover your ass. Cover your man. ass at all times. But guess who can do that? We can. So if you, you're a new business, you're starting out, you may not understand the liability of workman's, workman's comp and suitor rates and what will happen if you have unemployment claims. A lot of new businesses tend to have that, yeah. right? You have a lot of turnover, you're not well established yet, or even long existing businesses. But what we do is we protect you. We bring you under our umbrella. We have you covered. We understand the business because we only work with restaurant and hospitality, which is super exciting. So we're passionate about what we do. We understand the business. We've been in the field. We get it. So I think the hot... Ain't your first rodeo. It's, no, it's definitely not mine. Can I surmise what I found? Because I've worked with you closely in the past yeah, few weeks. Yeah. So I really want to learn about Forth and the brand. And one of the things that I came is that a lot of times small business entrepreneurs can grow their business to a certain point. And then there's a knowledge base that past that certain point to where you need to start learning some more things, past that just pure talent and hustle to organizational skills, to what are you going to do if you have an HR issue? Is that going to bring you down to your knees? Do you have the right insurance? Are you scheduling? Well, and Greg, I would say some people, it's not even that you need to learn to do this. It's that you don't need to learn to do what she does for you well, as a business owner because you have someone, it's called, you have a pro. It's called the, peace of mind. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, it allows you to focus on what you're good at. Yeah, staying your you know, exactly. You want business growth, right? You want to embrace the time. So a lot of times I think people look at PEO and outsourced HRO Wait, as... you got to go slow for me. I What's know. PEO? So PEO is basically co-employment. So we are covering your business under REIN, taking the liability taking all the HR responsibilities so you don't have to worry about it. So let's say John is playing basketball on Sunday, comes no, in. No, let's do Brian and Greg. Let's do Brian and Greg. Brian and Greg are wrestling it out shop. on Sunday. They come in on Monday and they're lifting boxes and somebody has a injury due to a soft tissue. You yeah, cannot. That would be me. That would, uh, well, yeah. I'll, I'll throw Brian under the bus okay. for this to give you a little grace. Okay. Um, but what we do before the time that the lawyers step in, we actually go and investigate ourselves. So, because we have a lot of skin in the game, we cannot afford to lose on this. We protect you guys. But the biggest part is we're removing the time that you're spending on payroll and HR stuff like handbooks and coaching. We take care of that so you can grow your business, like yeah. Amber was saying, and spend time with your people. What's the biggest thing in this industry? People, right? 
Yeah. Big and engagement. Yes. Well, in this aren't industry. we all? Well, and, but. And, and to a different point, <laughs> it, is it wouldn't run without us. Right. But we have a lot of nuances of the intricacies of how we all operate and we work. Exactly. And so uh, I don't uh, There's a lot of people that I know. It's a given. When they leave their job, they're getting unemployment. They're just going to exactly. take unemployment. You're like, man, why don't you just get another job? So, you yeah. know what we do? So, take the Colorado Suda rate, which is for people who don't understand all the acronyms, which is completely fair. It's the state unemployment rate. When somebody's laid off or they're fired or whatever, they come back with a claim. Next year, your rates go up at least 1%. And so, you're paying on that 1%. What we do, because you're under our entire umbrella, is we have so many EINs that we're able to hold that liability and reduce that percentage that we protect that. So we can't always guarantee it, but most likely as a new business, you can go from a 1.7 Colorado rate to a 3.6 very quickly. If you have quick turnover with us, we allow the coverage of it. So it's just something that protects you, that protects you to allow you to pay for more benefits, to pay for more training, to just what do you do with that? Do people just call you up directly and they say, hey, Rebecca, how can you protect me more when I'm growing my business to the next level? I want to go from three restaurant locations to ten. And so, I need to game plan for the future. What, what will my next year look like and how can you partner with me? That is a great question. So first of all, you can call me, email me at Rebecca.Berry at fourth.com. Um, but if you're an existing hot schedules client, we have now combined companies, 20 years of experience of Payroll, which we have done incredibly well in the U.K., 70% of the U.K. hospitality is with us. Wow. We're moving it to the U.S. Yeah. That's I mean, incredible. And the U.K. is, I mean, they do a phenomenal amount of business. So we're growing it. We have partnered with Hot Schedules, which is the number one brand for scheduling and compliance. And we're doing analytics. We're doing recruiting, onboarding, applicant tracking, stuff. everything, menu yeah. development, yeah. all the things. Amber, so I did my homework on fourth. Yeah, we spent a little time together. Yeah. On I mean, that. seriously, I this believe. this came from a business to okay. where it was a family-owned operation, and, and mom and pop and uncle who was, you know, everybody did a certain thing. There was your uncle in the back in the kitchen. You had yeah. mom out front. And she was controlling, you know, who was sitting down and where. Uh, you you had everybody in your family in a certain position to where. Where they tried to figure out, well, how can we make something very succinct for other operations just like ours? And we, how can we help them grow? And this bit, yeah. yeah, this business that they, they had in the UK that started with Fourth grew into something to where it's like we were family owned and operated just like you, and we knew the struggles of growth. Here's what we identified, and here's a company that will jump in and take those uh, uh, identifiers and bring it to the next level. And then on the other side, you had the hot schedules in the the United States where David Cantu, who I'm a huge fan of, um, started this as a project when he was growing his family and worked at P.F. Chang's, and it was a college project. How can I reduce my scheduling time to be able to spend more time with my family? So after 20 years together, instead of competing, these companies went, Oh my gosh, we are the first company, if we blend, to do an end-to-end solution. We are the only ones in the industry, and we know our stuff. We are built by restaurant people. We love restaurant Mm -hmm. people. We love hospitality. 
that's well, what and we your do. platform is easy to use, isn't it? It's very user friendly. If I can use it, anybody can use it. <laughs> I can barely work my Mac, so the fact that I can use it is rocket science. And you could, if you're somebody who's not able to have access to a computer, a smartphone, you can call in. Is Our, that a thing, though? Like, let's be real. It is actually. So back of <laughs> the house, it is a thing. A lot of times. Hey, mom. <laughs> a lot of times we have we have people who call in daily to check their schedules yeah. or request swaps, and we take care of that. And with Fourth, we personally for what what I do on the side of Fourth, we have twenty four seven support because if you have an HR issue at two in the that's two in the morning, right we, you can call and somebody's ready to go. Hold that up. What are we looking at there? So we're looking at our analytics, right, and everything that we're doing. So. We are IRS certified, which is number one. So that means the IRS has cleared us to take care of all your taxes, everything. I mean, wow. we are we hold the liability. We are also obviously HRO certified, so we do all handbooks. Because let me tell you something, Greg and Brian, neighbor. Yeah. If you sign a handbook that's out of date, it's actually worse than not having a handbook at all because you're giving somebody the wrong liability and rules that, that makes so much yeah. sense. Yeah. So you're saying sign this, this is okay, but it can come back to bite you even worse. So we handle all of that. Obviously payroll tax, we cover SUDA, FUDA, all ACA, you name it. And ACA is big right now, beginning of the year. You want to get on board with that quickly yeah. if you're over fifty full time employees. And then our tw- again, twenty four seven plus if you're in the Denver market, you get me. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually I, show up. I will. You can call me personally. If you're a partner of mine, yeah. I do come. If there is an issue, I will go on site. Yeah. So that's super that. exciting. Partner, well, partnership protection, foresight of what's coming ahead. And, and on labor, I have a labor partner who's in the market. So if you're having labor issues, they show up with me. Amber, you've been that's trying amazing. to jump in. On no, I mean, I just was thinking like, man, workman's comp. Like people don't sometimes realize how much time you put into these things yeah. and they add yeah. up to days and days for a single issue and to have someone do that for you or to review who knows all the little or to, and sorry to like interrupt but yeah. or to even intervene like we've seen a big chain recently that has come out kind of locally that was having underage staffed employees overworked and we would come in and go absolutely not this cannot happen this has to be the scheduling they caught you jay well, aren't you like an HR department for somebody in some respects? Oh, no, I, I am not, but we have a full, yeah. yes, Ryan, a full HR department. So we oh, have no. people who come in and investigate. We have people who are specifically designated to you. So you call a direct person for everything. It's amazing. Where I have you, a quick question, yep. though, on this. If, if you call in, since we're in Colorado, I mean, do you have people that are bilingual? Absolutely. We have many so languages. Helpful. I mean, what a great question. Yeah, and no, know. it's a fair question. Fantastic question. Yeah. Um, we love you, and we love the topics. You're going to come back early and often because you're back in town. The I holidays am, are I over. Love you guys, Rebecca's so. the greatest. Um, truly, if you have any questions, Rebecca, your ad runs. They can hear that. But, but it's Rebecca.Berry at fourth, F O U R T H dot com, or you can call me at 720 436 8047. And please call me. I'd rather chat. Yeah, call her now. Or LinkedIn. I'm always there. Or LinkedIn. Rebecca Berry, we're going to do some break off stuff. You're 
you're going to come into the kitchen. We're going to talk topics throughout the week. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll record some stuff and get Ooh, some Ooh, I love that. Thanks, I love guys. Back, happy to be nice. back. I love it. All right. Happy New Year to you. You too. We'll break away. We're going to come back. We've got three. Let me cut the seeds, Rich. Can you, what's, what's up next? All right. Uh, at six. Uh, Man, I'm not going to get any. We're, we're into the next step, man. We're into the next step. Oh, Andrew hour, Moore. Man. Andrew Moore. Come yeah. on now. Come the on. most interesting man in the world. I can't wait to catch up with him. Andrew Moore, Next Stop Brewing Company. That's next. The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Woo, that was a good segment. I'm, and for once, you couldn't see something over me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it a victory. Hey, I've got my friends Kelly and Andrew from Boot Hill Farms. Ranch. 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 Yes. And uh, they were telling me a little bit of a story about their involvement in something. I'm going to shut up and let them talk. Tell me about that. Yes. So we just wanted to mention um, how much we truly appreciate and value our communities that we come from, um, both the ranch half of the family in Lusk, Wyoming, and the city half of the family here in Parker, Colorado. Um, this wouldn't be possible without these communities who support us and uh, and value what we're doing. Um, so we try and give back however we can. And this year, the past couple years, actually, we've been involved with Vaughn's Vision. Um, our nice. half beef donation paired with catering brought in $8,000 for Vaughn Miller's um, wow. uh, foundation to bring eye care. That's and glasses a lot of glasses, baby. No, it's a lot, right? <laughs> I care to kids um, in the city who need it, who aren't able to take care of it. So um, community, that's a big part of what we're doing. Family. Um, and also, uh, just we wanted to acknowledge the beer situation here because uh, we'd like to pick up spent grains from our local Colorado breweries and take them back to the cattle at the ranch and feed them. Oh, so that's awesome. That. That's awesome. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. Be more profitable. And so they always attack the different line items, but one almost everybody never looks at is their utilities, what they're spending on natural gas. Brian, do you have any tips for us on how to save money on natural gas? Absolutely. Just call me. Call me. That's all you got to do. What's that number, Brian? That number is 720-245-5771. Be sure and give Brian a call at Encore Energy. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're... 10 seconds to live read. We've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Five seconds. Spirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. All right, you guys, back to the show in just a second. But before we do that, it is time for bread, and specifically Aspen Baking Company. I love bread. I'm a bread guy. I don't need meat. I don't need cheese. I don't need sugar, but I need bread. AspenBaking.com is where you go to find hoagies, focaccias, ciabattas, baguettes, croissants, lobster rolls, pound cakes. And and my favorite is a box lunch. They do box. From Aspen Bread. They do box lunches, and they're using some delicious Rome sausage in there. So if you love bread, but you don't love preservatives, artificial coloring, or chemicals, then AspenBaking.com is where you want to go. And if you're on their Instagram, make sure you hashtag, how's your Aspen? We're going to do the website one more time, then it's back to the show with Next Stop Ruko and the most interesting man in the world in Andrew Moore. It's AspenBaking.com. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is Justin Brunson, Ultra Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. 
All right, back at it. The Modern Eater Show, iHeartRadio. Studio Kitchen Colorado seems to be a little active tonight, Brian. It is a good time in here tonight. There's all kinds of great food, good people. We've got distilleries. We've got uh, breweries. We've got ranchers. We've got chefs. But we've got two kinds we've of distilleries. We've got products. We've got Boston, yeah. Boston Frost. Yep. We've got good food. I mean, making some hazeldale local mushrooms. Local meat, local potatoes with Strohauer Farm is potatoes. Right here? And also, yes. is this not the cutest? I know, I don't just, you I love said, it? is this a regular star, uh, Saturday night at the Starkis house? He goes, nope, it's not. <laughs> I said, are you on a Nintendo? Yeah, lots of little Caesars on Saturday Yeah, most interesting man in the world. Here he is, yeah. back on the show right now. Yeah, Andrew Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Next stop, Bruick, Bruco. Yes, Samuel, sir. that's like a very um, amazing compliment. Yeah. Most interesting man oh, in the world. Okay, Amber, check this out. So <laughs> if you were a, a classically trained archaeologist okay. that traveled the world, okay. found spices that are indigenous to different parts of that world, brought them back to the U.S., set up a brewery, took those spices that are indigenous and made beer recipes and had the stories behind them, what would You're you be? probably going to be the most. What would you be? Yeah. You'd be Andrew that. Moore. Yeah. They let me All touch right. the artifacts in the museum. That's how serious it how is. How have you been? I'm good. Good yeah. to see you. Thanks. So his beer company was called Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. Yeah, I just passed out my way here tonight. You so. did? All right. Now Same. it's Next Stop Beer Company. Okay. Okay. Why? Yeah, so we wanted a way that would sort of communicate exactly what you just said we were doing uh, more efficiently on a shelf in a liquor store. Yeah. Right? So it's one thing if you can come into the tap room and I can have a 20-minute conversation with you about Intrepid Sojourner and what that means and, and the story behind it. But it's different if you're, you know, standing in Argonaut looking at 800 different six-packs and you've got to make a decision. We wanted people to be able to get that story without having to spend 30 minutes with me. You're saying next stop is... Probably a little easier to say. Yeah, I'm saying it gets that like international culinary. Right. Was it just uh, vibe across and traveling for for a lot of people? Was it? Do you think? I mean, because I know what an intrepid what? sojourn is, but or sojourn with the average person. It's a good point. Well, I don't. Know. I mean, I think the. I mean, the feedback was just that we needed to get the message across faster, right? And it's like, you know, it's if if you're. In a position where you're not comfortable talking about what an intrepid sojourner or intrepid sojourner is, right? Then you're not going to talk about our beer, and that that's that's bad for us. So we need you to, to be talking about our beer at the liquor store, as the sales reps, as the as the service industry people. And I think that next stop is the way to do. Well, that. I love it. Next stop, one killer beer. So yeah. I, I'm there with you, man. And so now the beers' names are yeah. revolved so around. So all of our flagships, all the beers in cans, all the names have taken on uh, the the cities that inspire them. So we've got Amber, you ever been to Istanbul? Wait, real quick. I was going to say, you know what I love about that name is, like, for someone who doesn't have the ability to travel very much. I mean, farming, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no next ability. stop means, like, I can go to a place and, like, somewhat have those experiences in a beer, I mean. Yeah, that's and that's exactly what we've tried to do. Like we've tried to sort of create an experience in the glass. So yeah. we do our Bangkok is lemongrass and ginger kolsch, um, coffee our Istanbul Turkish coffee stout, uh, Rome is our basil IPA, and the that. Amsterdam is the chamomile hefeweizen. So those are the four cans. You ever been to Amsterdam? No. Istanbul. No. Where else? Rome. 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 I have been to Rome. You have been yeah. to Rome. One one place. I've been to, yeah. <laughs> um, is Constantinople. There, 
<laughs> Why it's not Constantinople, I don't know. So what's in Istanbul that was the spice? that? Uh, Turkish coffee, cardamom, and orange peel. So kind of and what did you pour us right there? So uh, the beers tonight are yeah, all ingredients from Lost Creek Micro Farm. Um, How about Amsterdam? Is that prostitutes and lost dreams? No, so Amsterdam. <laughs> I think I've actually. It's hard to get prostitutes <laughs> in a beer. Yeah, um, where really? did that come from? <laughs> I just figured that you could probably capsulize that taste somehow. Yeah, so, so Amster- for at the period of time when like Belgian wit and a lot of these German styles were getting formalized into styles, Amsterdam was the home base for the European spice trade. So. All of the chamomile, the coriander, the orange really? peel that goes into that beer, probably, you know, at one point in time in Western Europe would have come through Amsterdam. Was there a mafia for that? I don't, trade I, com- there had to be, right? Probably. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. A bunch of Italian Spice guys. mafia is real <laughs> stuff, Amber. <laughs> the spice mafia? Yeah. Well, the yeah. spice trail, my friend, yeah. is a big deal. Olive oil? Good. What's going on over here, Starkus? <laughs> Jeez! Wow, second serious. I was noticing the spice mafia on your sponsor list. (laughs) Spice mafia. They made you an offer you couldn't refuse. Couldn't refuse at all. I noticed this. You guys are very intelligent when it comes to brand positioning and SEO coding. You're on the top of a lot of stuff. I just googled Denver breweries. Next stops. Wait, share your secrets. uh, Well, my secret is a person. Her name is Savannah, and she's amazing. She does all of our branding and all that stuff for us, and she's incredible. You're doing a great job. What's next? What's next? Wait, but you're just like... Breezing past the fact that we're drinking beer with microgreens, different. We haven't even talked oh, about okay. what they are. Sorry about that, Amber. Thank you, Amber. Yeah, thank uh, you. So let's do a little reset, Amber, right? Yeah. Let's bring Greg back to the show here. What time We've is got it? Andrew on, Moore with Next yeah. Stop. What time is it? Okay, you have two minutes. All right, two minutes. So the beers in front of us tonight, uh, we have our Apple and Lovage Bel- Belgian Golden Strong. So, again, Lovage. Can I taste um, that, Amber? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can I taste that first? So? Thank you. Before his lips. Okay. So, Lovage. <laughs> Yeah. That wasn't funny. In the celery family, so you get a little bit of that, like, <laughs> celery with the apples and the Belgian yeast. It's good. Um, this one in front of me is our oyster leaf. And Side my- note, that one's light. So yeah. People, you know, so it's a lighter like body. It. It's probably the biggest ABV one. It's about 9%. Um, that is trouble, then, because yeah, what I just tasted yeah. doesn't, yeah. Yeah, so it's doesn't equate to 9% at all. So this uh, no. oyster leaf and matsutake mushroom. Beer what? That can't taste good. Oh, it's delicious. That's, I want to try that. That can't taste yeah, good. Yeah, so oyster leaf is like the vegetarian oyster. It smells and tastes like an oyster. It's this little microgreen. It has this little round leaf. And the... Uh, oh, I have to go after Greg's lips? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the matsutake mushroom is kind of a... It's it's not a super umami mushroom. It has like a little more pine, a little more resin to it. So at Great American Beer Festival, there was a mushroom beer that was so coveted. What, was I walking around? No, I was walking around with Jonathan Shikes. There was this mushroom beer, and it, it, it was sweet off yeah. of that shiitake mushroom. Yeah. Did, is know. that what you get out no, of it? No, this is like a little bit more dry, a little bit more like um, kind of like a West Coast hop, like a little bit more like resin, pine. Those are both two winners already. I got to tell you, both yeah, of so those. the flavors are pretty subtle, and and they kind of build and balance with the beer. And then the third one is a, a salad burnet and dill IPA. So salad burnet is in the cilantro family, so it has that kind of oh. like fresh green mint. And then of course we all know the dill, the pickling spice, like almost that. Um, I don't know. Well, it's weird because I was almost, almost. I thought I was tasting a coriander in there, which would make sense. Yeah, in now the cilantro. Yeah, now yeah, that so you're that's telling this, me, that's this dark one. Is, is that's funny yeah. that 
you know, I, I can't eat cilantro. It's like the one thing. Tastes like That's like, like a thing, soap. though. Yeah, yeah so it tastes yeah. like a yeah. But see, nobody, nobody's drinking that one. I'm okay. Wait, <laughs> Before we break here, chefs love you. And you, have, Chris Sarkis, he's a fan of yours and you're a fan well, of I'm a fan of his. Yeah, I know. absolutely. So, Chris, without Who's a microphone. not a fan of Chris? I, would, I know. Seriously. Let's be real. I, I mean, wish I'm you just had jealous a, Can you run beard. around here real quick? Run around here real quick because I wanted to talk about it. Chris, we got... Got you set. There it is. Perfect. He's got the headset on. Hey, guys. Hey. hey. So I wanted you to talk about beer for a minute, but you're a fan of beer. What? One thing, you're very recipe-driven with uh, Next Stop. Sure, yeah. And you love culinary. Yes. Uh, you love beer, Chris. Correct. Right. So you guys, it's a natural. I agree, but I also think, like, you know, I'll call up Andrew and say, hey, hey, the season came early. This is how exactly this happened. The season came early. I picked a bunch of stuff. I don't even know if you can use it, but I'm pretty sure that you can. Like what? Um, oyster leaf. Nice. Lovage. Um, salad burnet. You know, they're herbs, and I know that they're delicate, but I've, I've luckily been able to work long, long enough with Andrew where we're, we're talking about stuff, and then he, I know he, he just works his magic because he knows how to use those ingredients. And so um, it was another awesome partnership. How do you guys yeah. pair on a beer dinner? Awesome. We've done it. Like? We did a couple when uh, yep. when Chris was at Urban Farmer. We did a couple of really cool beer dinners where Chris was kind enough to come in and, and taste all the beers and say, oh, yeah, I could create a dish uh, for this beer and kind of create this beer-focused menu. Um, and that's we're going to continue. That's one of our goals is to get continue getting this kind of beer into um, restaurants and into places like that. As well should be. So here, here's where we can use our prowess with having a radio show and being on air. Summer dinner series. You know we do that, right? And yeah, yeah right. and we do the let's road do trip going. This needs to be a team. Let's do it. At yeah, the let's do it. Series. All right. Absolutely. Stargus and more. Yeah. Right? With some potatoes. I mean, you should go see some of these hops growers on your tour. I think so. There's so many cool ones in I just Colorado. drove through Montrose and saw, what is it? High wire, is it high wire yeah, in Montrose? Yeah, yeah right nice. there on the side of 550. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Wait, January, it? so Montrose, there are no hops. That's in, that's in uh, uh, Paonia or Palisade. No, no, no. He's right. It's right outside of Montrose. Is it Montrose? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's on south of Montrose on 550. Yeah, they got the whole, the whole setup. He was really afraid. He took a plane down there. I'm <laughs> terrified of those little... You flew to Montrose? Dude, it was terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. In the little balsa wood plane from Flyco, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's exactly. great. A homemade, a homemade yeah. plane. Oh, yeah. my God. Blue and balsa wood. That's a whole other story. I love you, Andrew. Yeah, well, it, it's great to be on the show. It's great to see you guys. Good to see you. 2020 and uh, Next Stop. Going from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project to Next, Next Stop Brewing Company. What are you doing with Taproom? Are you hanging on to it? Yeah, so right now we're still full-service Taproom. We're open uh, our normal hours. I know um, a sign guy. If you want to just put next stop on, I know we a did. Sign guy. So there's next stop on the standalone sign now. Is it? And if you want to find our beer in cans, so if you go to our website, it has a big up to date map of all of the locations across Colorado now. I'm going to think uh, that you can get our cans. Nice. Yeah. Chris Starkis. Andrew Moore. Yes. Next stop. This is going to be a, a, a thing. Yeah, this should be a summer yes. dairy, dinner series. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Yeah. All right. We nailed it down. We've got the yeah. audio. Yeah. yeah. Let All us right. know what the date is. That's it. With it, Colorado We can do that right now. I know. We, we almost have, like, the dinner <laughs> ingredients yeah. at Potatoes tonight's show balls. right here. Yeah. All right. Breaking All off. Courses. Little Rich Corner. He's ready to go. Rebecca Berry. She's our topic generator. She's got the pulse on what's happening right now in this culinary industry, service industry stuff right now. Rebecca Berry, I can't wait to hear what they talk about. One minute, the Little Rich Corner. We're going to break away on iHeartRadio, the Modern Eater Show. Thank you, Greg. Hey, look who I've got in the corner, Rebecca. 
One, one of the, our, the friends of the whole industry. Actually, you're my favorite friend, Rich. <laughs> is this on? I yes, don't know it if it's is. on. Okay. It, it's on, baby. It's on. <laughs> it's always on. So I know you wanted to talk about something very near and dear to you. I do. So, you guys, I'm very grateful that our company, Fourth and Hot Schedules, powered by Fourth, sponsors all of these things, such as mm-hmm. the Modern Eater. We sponsor the ACF, the CHLA, the CRA. But what, one thing I want to make noted very quickly is that Drink Red, Wear Red is going to be late in March. I believe March 24th. Don't quote me on that. It's something near and dear to my heart um, for a friend of mine who had just passed away from a heart attack. So I want to ensure that everybody gets a notice to go, and we're going to sponsor it. We're going to be excited about it. We're going to show up. So please come and enjoy and always play a part in your organizations locally. It's very important, right? That's a, that's a great event. Colorado Restaurant Foundation puts it on. Co-restaurant.org. They Go are the best. Tickets. Yeah, get your tickets now because they're going to go fast. And I've done this before. The food is incredible. It's a blast. We'll be back. Source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples and, of course, sausage jokes can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pitmasters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pitmasters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys, Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Hi, this is Laurie Mitson. I'm a food hacker, back. a food writer. I was just told that I could put my line. And you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hey. Okay. 
Thank you. Here's Mike's hot. Okay, let's go back at it. The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. We continue. This is a really cool one. Say it, Jay. I think I say it right. Suerte. 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 Suerte would just get you kicked out of the room, huh? Suerte, no. It wouldn't get you kicked out of the room? No, fuerte is strong. Suerte. Yeah, fuerte is strong. Suerte is fuerte. <laughs> now, like does it. it make you sueño is the question. I'll have you know. Okay, so Lawrence is here with us. I am. I'll have you know Brian is uh, Mexican. Yes, deep inside. That's deep all inside. I am. It's like 100% Mexican. Once you get past the skin, and it's why? Mexican. You love Mexican food. Mm. I love the Mexican people. I love the Mexican culture. And I, most of all, I love the Mexican beverages. Yeah. So things like tequila and horchata, some of my favorite things every day. You know? Do you even know what horchata is, my friend? Salud. It's uh, Salud. hot. Salud. 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 No, horchata is not hot. That's fuerte. <laughs> or fuego. Go ahead. Brian? What's this? Go ahead. Let's do this interview. Let's do this interview. Yeah, I okay, love it. beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Right now, we have Suerte Tequila. And why do we have a tequila on a hyper-local show in Colorado? Yeah, because the two founders You can't. Met. Wait, Brian, you can't. You can't call. It's like going and saying champagne. Oh, and, no, no, and, no, no, uh, no, no, no. Okay, This is on. made in Mexico. Hold on just a second. Shouldn't it be like Prosecco, right? No. It's outside no. of champagne. That's indigenous to that region. You can't do that. You can't be tequila, man. Why are you doing that to us? We can absolutely be tequila. Bring that up to your face there. We have a distillery in the highlands of Jalisco. So cool, man. And that's where all the magic happens. Aren't you really the only one in Colorado? Is there anybody else? Who else? Because I know Smiley, he does something with a guy. Yeah, but we just had this talk. Well, this is good. I wanted to ask Lawrence's question on if there is anybody in Colorado making tequila. Now, listen, when we call it tequila, we understand that you can't legally call it tequila. Understand. Well, okay. Well, wait, I don't. Uh, yeah. So here's the here's thing, a, Amber. Yeah. I'll break it down. Well, no, let Lawrence do it. You're the one Lawrence, on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple companies that actually make what they call agave spirits in Colorado. One on the Western Slope, I think Jack Rabbit Hill Distillery. Um, Serious? Okay. If, yeah. yeah. Lance is making a Lance yeah. is making an agave yeah. spirit. It's called Degave, I yeah. believe. Um, and then, from what I understand, in Denver, there's State 38. That does an agave spirit. Smiley. And what they're doing essentially is they're taking agave nectar, the sweetener. They're fermenting that and then using that to distill and get a spirit. But that's not actually how tequila is made. But yeah, why can't you call it tequila? All. So I'll tell you. Yeah. So champagne has to be that region. So there's the champagne the, region of France. So Oh, I never realized this. And so put sorry, it this I'm way. Those are just the grapes. Yeah. Champagne is sparkling gotcha. wine. And that's the regional. Well, but I, I would say, though, there's just like this. I but, don't think, I don't agree that you can make real champagne outside of, there's a certain terroir, there's a certain grape that has been used forever. And just like, like what it, he's saying so right adorable. now. Wait, and, uh, wait no. <laughs> but on called, that, like, champagne, tequila, like, how do you even <laughs> Well, no, just, just talking about, seriously, <laughs> like, you have to be in a certain region in order to call that. Just like, yeah. did you know that there's five states in Mexico okay. where you can make tequila, and it's called a denomination of origin. Okay. So that's what champagne is under. That's what bourbon is under, cognac, armagnac, all of those products that are made in a specific region and in a specific part of the world. You can do foods with that, too. Did you know the yeah. Hatch Chili? Absolutely. Just like that. There's a oh. Hatch Farm. 
Yes. Well, actually, Pueblo hatches, Chili. Yes, Pueblo no Chili. No hatch. Yeah. We're Colorado here. So you just here. can't call it that. So but tequila it's, it's was the hatch monopolized. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so the CRT is the governing agency in Mexico, and they set up the guidelines and say that you have to make tequila within one of five states in Mexico, Jalisco being the original state and the largest state that tequila is made in. And they actually own the word tequila. So they have the trademark on the word. So you can't use the yeah, word tequila like the without their permission. Without paying. You got wow. it. Yeah, you need their I permission to, to use the word tequila. You so have permission. To put this word on this bottle, you have to have their permission do to do that. Do you need that word for the consumer? I would think. Absolutely. I would not I buy yeah, tequila. Well, Smiley at uh, State 38 does Blanco. <laughs> Is yeah. that enough? But no, no, it's he, nothing. He can call it Blanco, yeah. but he why, can't call it Why do you guys call right? him Smiley? I'm sorry. His name is Sean Smiley. <laughs> it's For real? True, yeah. true name. That's like an, that's an awesome name. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but the sentiment is that he can't put well, tequila. Well, but wait, wait, wait. He's just using the he's using the nectar, which is really just the sugar, which it's well, way different from the plant and cooking hey, down hey, hey, the plant. Uh, I know. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this. We've had conversation. Now I don't know if it's true. But we've had conversations with him where he bring and, and I don't know if it's all the time and it's every, but he has brought in agave from Mexico and and used it here. I know that. Now, I don't know if he does it all the time yeah. or what the practice is. And said is. nobody knows what to do with it. Right. He yeah. says he's actually Are got you it from, from But Lawrence no. knows what no. to do with it. And, Lawrence, no. tell these guys what agave is because there's major confusion. They don't realize it's just a sweetener, you guys. Yeah, agave know. is a sugar. It's n- it's not what he's making tequila out of. Tell us, idiots. <laughs> Wait, but as he's before he does that, real quick, because I mean, as a female, the thing that girls talk about all the time, you want to buy tequila with 100% agave. They're yes. like obsessed with that. Really? So if oh, you're gonna yeah. buy a girl a drink in a bar, well, and even blue, you need to pick this tequila. Let's just that. say. Yeah. Yeah. 100% blue Weber agave is what you're after. Yeah. 100% of it the It also time. makes the hangovers less exactly. intense. Exactly. Hey, can we talk <laughs> about these things that we brought? Well, let's just let you talk. <laughs> Lawrence, sorry. I mean, no, it, it, no, those are this great things to hear about. And I think more and more these days, I'm seeing, because uh, I'm down with the brown, I told you that, but more and more these days, tequila's taking back over because of that cleanliness. Is it clean? Is it a clean spirit? Like I would like to believe it's it. It's an incredibly clean spirit if you make it in the right way. And so the way that suerte is made is we use a volcanic stone wheel, a 3,000-pound stone wheel, to crush agave 100% of the time. There's only five brands on the market that still do it that way. So it's a very special thing. And so what our master distiller, Pedro, has taught us is that as long as tequila is made in a noble way, is what he calls it, um, it's good to drink. It can be easier on your body, easier to handle, easier to digest. You feel better in the morning. I always do. He I'm... did not say noble way. He did. That, I that's believe so that, though. So yeah. awesome. If I I'm going to drink that. alcohol, yeah. yeah. I need to. Can we get him on the video screen one of these days? You come yeah. back, we'll get him. Yeah, we'll bring him in. <laughs> that would actually be really cool. That would cool. be great. Here's an interesting fact. Did you know diabetics can drink tequila and it doesn't mess with their sugar levels like most alcohol. I didn't know that. Yeah, actually, tequila has many healing properties. And tell us, Lawrence, all about that. Yeah, well, the thing with diabetics, they say, is that there's a low glycemic index with agave. And so that's why it's easier for diabetics to deal with and handle their bodies to process. But a lot of what you see out there online about tequila being a probiotic and all these things, I honestly don't know that it's all true. Man, I'll be honest with you. Know, real I'll be quick, honest. A lot of people do believe that when you're sick, you should have a shot of tequila 
honey and lemon. That's like a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. That's I thought that thing. was like That's Greek a thing at the farm I hear all the time. Yeah. Our master <laughs> distiller basically says if you don't feel well, have three tequilas. Just little ones, Okay. but three tequilas in the evening or in the afternoon. See? It'll help it's the body. Thing. So what you don't know is you're a new sponsor of the Modern Eater Show. Yeah. I love your product. Yeah, I love your brand. You. You're so cool. We're going to sell this like you would not believe. Just I love that. Take that. Man, I'm telling you, it goes quick. Idlewild Spirits. Have you met these guys yet? All right, yeah, they're going to have fun back in the corner. Have you really? Okay, oh, yeah. you're going to come back many times. Like this kitchen, get to know it. Yeah. It's a home away from home. You see up top there? Oh, yeah. That we actually sleep up there. <laughs> I don't know whether you know that or not. Jay's beds. I'll make sure there. we put a bottle This is my there. mom. This oh, is how hyper local this is. <laughs> nice this to is meet my you. mom right here. That's Lawrence. Inside, yeah. the biggest you know sales are going to come from Gray. That's Lawrence right there. Hi, Lawrence. Hello. Hi, Lawrence. Hi. It's a pleasure. I the Wild Spirits up next. Nadine's going to come on. And they brought the whole crew here. Idle Wild Spirits coming up next. Booze in the news. All the booze news you can use next on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, wait. This is going to be a great segment. Listen to this. This is like the R segment because we've got Rich, Rebecca, and Ruby. Rebecca, you had a great idea. She just brought this up to me. Tell me. So, Rich, I think we should do a Ladies of the Industry Night. That's right. So I would love to have Elise Wiggins and Tori Schumacher, who doesn't watch this yet, but I'm going to send it to her. And Ruby would love to have. Of course, Samantha New. She's an up-and-comer. And Katie Stowe, one of my mentors on this side of the industry. So we want to have a Ladies' Night and keep this thing coming because we want to know your stories and women of the industry and what's important. What have you struggled with? And also, what are your favorite and best dishes? Right, Rich? Oh, it's going to be awesome. And, and I'm going to be the ladies' man. Because he's always the ladies' have, man. And we're going to have to have some cabossier. I mean, we're going to make it right. So we would love to contribute a ladies' night. We will post this sooner and then later. Trust me. But we'll get it out. And Ruby... Come show up for Ladies Night. <laughs> We're gonna have fun with this. Hey, we got some word from our final sponsors, Coors Organic, Colorado Mills, and A Plus Beverage. We'll be right back. Jeffs, Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey, chef friends, it's little... 30 seconds till I read. Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips. Served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting... 15 delivery mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills. Five seconds to live read. Organic and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Back to the show in just a minute. Wow, great just signal right gave me the hand motion. Jeff Rourke in A-plus Beverage Solutions. I did because we need to talk about <laughs> Jeff Rourke. We have a guy that is the best of the best. He puts in specialty tap installations. What does that mean? Putting in a new uh, tap installation is good, but maintenance is better. If you are a bar or a restaurant or a brewery that has a little mileage on you, what do you want to do when you are facing the problems with pouring bad glycol? 
What are you doing with I the think you get a refresh. Right? I think you call Jeff Work from A-plus Beverage Solutions. Bowman's money. He's the best of the best. Beer, wine, water, or coffee. He will make sure that you have a new line. Pouring in efficient beer, what are you doing, boys? You're, You're pouring, pouring your, your money, money down, down the drain. drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rock and A-plus Beverage Solutions. He'll make you look good again. You need to make sure that your draft lines are right up to par for what you need them to be. 720-272-3809. One more time. you got to give him a call. Write it down, Brian. 720-272-3809. Get a hold of him. His name is Jeff Rourke in A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Okay, booze in the news. All the booze news you can use right here on the Modern Eater Show. And why not? It's Idle Wild Spirits, and it's been a while out of Winter Park, Colorado. Some of our favorites. We miss you guys. It's been Don't look at me like that, Nadine. Sorry. Don't look at me. <laughs> what have you been up to? Hey, yeah, so um, we've just got a lot of great stuff going on. Our restaurant is kicking. It's it's high season in the winter, really? and, and so it's ski season in Winter Park is hot right now. Jeff's here with us, too. Idle Wild Spirits at 751. We've got eight minutes of probably the best radio you're ever going to hear. Tune in to The Modern Eater <laughs> on our Facebook page and themoderneater.com. Jeff, good to see you. Good to see you again. Uh, here we go. Idlewild Spirits, Winter Park, Colorado. Those that don't know who you are, 30 seconds just to lay it down. Uh, we are a farm-to-table craft distillery up in the mountains. Everything we do distilling-wise, kitchen-wise, bar-wise, all from scratch. Uh, we don't bring in sauces, bring in pre-made bar mixes, anything like that. So, Are you crazy? Yeah, yeah why not? That's easy. Yeah. That's why not? A little crazy. It, it is crazy, though. <laughs> That's nuts. That's crazy. Scratch the table, farm to table. Uh, first of all, who are some of the farms you work with? Uh, we work with Root Shoot Malting up out of Loveland, Colorado. Uh, we work with another farm down near Pueblo. We work with uh, Where do you get your company. potatoes? Uh, we don't actually use potatoes. You don't? Oh. You don't have french fries? Well, we do use french fries. Oh, man, we got a potato farmer different. right That's here. frozen, probably. That was a trick question. No, yeah. we uh, no, we make fresh french fries. Yeah, well, we yeah. hand cut our french wow. fries. Yeah. That's we don't yummy. actually we have grow it on the potatoes. Wall. <laughs> no. <laughs> the spirits are what I'm in love with. Uh, talk about what spirits that you have right now. And I'm seeing all kinds of jingle, 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 Yeah, jangle. let's, let's oh. talk about them. You're so, getting jewelry. Yeah, exactly. I've been loving it. And, you know, um, the rye has gotten some medals, too. So in front of us tonight, we have our rye whiskey over here, 93% rye grain that we get from a farm down in the Arkansas River Valley, down by Buena Vista, and then uh, some barley that we get from a farm um, out of Loveland. And we're really excited. The rye also has won some medals, but... In the hustle and bustle tonight, I couldn't find them. So, uh, yeah, we got some coffee liqueur. Greg is uh, looks like he's snagging that tonight. Um, Wait, that's mine. Yeah, right? Coffee. Well, that one's near and dear to my heart. That's got probably the most of my blood, sweat, and tears in it. Um, we hand roast the coffee, single-origin coffee. Um, actually, I say we. It's a it's proverbial him. we. I hand roast the coffee. He does. One pound at a time. It's very laborious. It's a pain in my butt, but for the product we get, it's totally worth it. 
uh, mixed with our barrel-aged rum, a little bit of sugar. Not as sweet and syrupy as Kahlua, not as fake as Kahlua. Uh, it's got that, that kind of authentic coffee flavor. Someone tasted it the other day, and they're like, oh, it's it's not just coffee flavored. It's it's coffee. I'm going to make a good martini out of this. <laughs> yeah, a little as long espresso as martini. That's yeah. all I'm saying with it. And, and go down the line, Nadine. You were Wait, just, real yeah. quick. You said Loveland. So, like, right here, yeah, so, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then our bourbon, uh, four-grain mash bill. And so we have our corn, our wheat, our rye, and our barley, and this one as well. All Colorado source grains. We love our Colorado farmers, and you can see that this um, this bourbon we are three and a half years old and so yeah. all of our bourbon now is coming out of 53 gallon barrels it's over two years it is a straight no, Colorado bourbon yes okay. it is Greg so does yes it, it say is that? let me just make sure it says it because and if you're not is it does it say fermented by two they have the so we mean, can actually write bourbon packaging. on the label so yeah, a fermented by distilled by <laughs> I mean this is what you do I mean I would love a lot of people Check the labels of whatever. If you're wondering, is this broad? Are they uh, blending? Are they batching? But you're missing the front. I mean, you got Colorado stamp right here. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Read right there. That's Distilled, what you want to read. produced, bottled by Idlewild by. Spirits up yeah. in Winter Park, yeah. Colorado. That's exciting, right? Yes. yes. Also, like, how cute is this? Yeah. I'm sorry. This is just Jeff, perfect Jeff packaging took a lot of time for a before female. The I'm just obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> the attention is great because on the shelf, it really stands out. And as head of sales, it's great to be able to get in front of customers and sell them not only on the spirits, but, you know, after, you know, Boss Defrost being sustainable, using, reusing products. You know, yeah. I tell people to use this for olive oil. I have one in my kitchen. Uh, you know, you I are put not olive oil. tying that in. Yes, are, I am. Okay, yes, I am. I yes, like I am. It. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, the bottle design has been great. It's really friendly for bartenders. The diamond industrial grip here, the long neck here, being able to pour, uh, fits a pour spout, and it's just great. And even we have inventory on the side. So, Beautiful. bar managers, no worries. No worries. Oh, my God. You can see right here. Jay. How many ounces do you that. have left? You know, so I just know that's, yeah. that's brilliant. Wow. This is, this is all this guy. That's it's all br- this guy. I've never seen that before in, in 20 yeah. years of being in the bar. Well, yeah. So. 30 well, I Jeff, love you, where, Nadine, because Nadine lays it out right for you. <laughs> but, was, Jeff, where did your mind go when you're putting together this? Because this is your creation, your baby. Well, that was back before I actually started the distillery and had time to think about stuff like this. But, um, yeah, it, it, I wanted it to be functional as well as beautiful. Often a hard, hard mix to combine. That was kind of the directive I gave the designers, and uh, they basically came up with a bunch of different design options. Gave me uh, about four or five different options, and I said, "This is great on this one. This is great on that one. Let's combine them. Let's figure out how to make this work." And uh, that's what we ended up with. Uh, unfortunately, to get custom-produced bottles, it is a very large minimum order of twenty-two thousand. So. Uh, Please, please buy our spirits. Yeah, you are all in, right, Jeff? <laughs> We've been in love for a long time. But what I want you to do with how much time we have, uh, what, a minute and a half left. Just take the time, you guys. Where are you located? Uh, the brew pub, or not brew pub, spirit pub. What would you call it? A distillery pub. Distillery pub. Yes, so uh, we're up in Winter Park, Colorado. So if you've got the Icon Pass this winter and you're looking for a great apres ski, we've got an awesome happy hour and our gm has really done a lot you know front of house our chef is kicking butt back of house we've got some great apps our happy hour is great great prices a little little bit of lunchbox you get a beer and one of our spirits as a shot come up enjoy after a day on the slopes but um you know even come visit us in the summertime we've got a lot of events going on and 
it's it's never a dull moment. I, I mean, all, all, all of us are small business owners here, and you guys feature hyper-local small business on your podcast, and we couldn't be more happy to be here. So thanks again for having us on the podcast It's today. a must-stop. It's yeah. a must-stop. I well, mean... I mean, and being in Colorado, yep. you know, so, ma- so many of my friends go up to Breck and Vail because they think, oh, that's the scene. Yep. No, I disagree. I think, first of all, <laughs> yeah. skip some Thank traffic. You, Thank you. Yeah, stop. You know, you got Idaho Springs. You've got amazing pizza there. Keep going. Hit Winter Park. And Mary Jane, you want to talk about skiing. No mm-hmm. parking's it's on an issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I don't do know a why dinner there. Winter Park is underrated. Absolutely. Can we do a dinner there? Why not? Let's do it. Let's do there. it. I love these guys. Yes. All right, great show. Come on, let's hear Thank it. You. We had a Thank great show everybody. tonight. I love it. A wonderful time, Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Full house. It's a good tonight. night tonight, Little Rich. You're right. Best show yet. Cool stuff. Nadine, love to see you. Yeah. Me All right, too, Greg. we'll see you next Thank time. You. Thank you, Jeff.